there. This is Rick. I'm Shay. Welcome to Conversations About Cancer. This podcast explores the life impact of a disease like cancer. We focus on life strategies, not medical advice. While each cancer is different, often the challenges are common. If you or someone you love is battling this disease, we hope this podcast can provide some help and some insights. And now, let's have a chat. So let's start with an introduction. I'm Shay, and I have ovarian cancer. And who are you? I am Rick, and I am a survivor of testicular cancer, uh, going on 23 years now. And who are you? And I'm Chris. I am dear friends of both of you. And so... uh, And all of our dogs. And all of our dogs. And this dog has a brain tumor, so he also has cancer. He's also in it. Okay. Yeah. We're all fighting our fight. So... This is an idea that had been kicking around in my brain for a while, and it was in the, over the past 20 plus years I've been working with people with cancer, and um, it's great to help people, and um, this is a way to help people on a broader scale, and I've been thinking about doing this for a while, and then Shay went and got sick and had an amazing journey. Um, and is coming through that, and I thought she would be a perfect partner for me to do this. So that's what I wanted to do. How about you, Shay? What is, why did you want to do this? Well, I just don't want to have cancer and be over with it and that be the story. I want to have cancer, be over with it, and then have it impact other people and make something good out of something horrible. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to waste this opportunity. Yeah. And a lot of people help me, um, so how do I give back? Yeah. So, uh, how about you, Chris? I think one of the, the most illuminating parts about anyone's cancer journey is the, the sheer fact. There's the illness aspect of it, which is chemistry and biology and science and you know, like what your cells are doing and different drugs and treatments that you can take. But I would even say like a bigger part of it is the emotional journey and navigating all the difficulties and when you start out on that journey, all the unknowns of that, that everyone goes into it their first time, not knowing what to expect. And Mm -hmm. so navigating that Mm -hmm. and seeing how each of you have dealt with that up close, that has been to me kind of the biggest thing. Yeah. So I I think that brings up a good point in terms of. Yeah, as I was thinking about what we wanted to do on this, I think it's not so much about providing medical advice as much as it is around providing what our life learnings are Mm -hmm. in terms of how do you approach the disease and, you know, what, what to expect emotionally, both for yourself, but also for the people around, right? What was your first diagnosis? What were your first symptoms? Things like that. Sure. So um, my story started at age 35. And so before that, I was a very normal, happy, healthy person who um, lives in the Bay Area, California. 35, married. I have two dogs, super active, super healthy. Happened to be a vegetarian for the last 15 years. I was going backpacking, trying to do the all of the Tahoe Rim Trail 
that summer, kind of a picture of health. I had a lot of friends, a lot going on. I happened to be a psychotherapist by training, so in hindsight, I was preparing for this journey my whole life and had a lot of training, but um, to deal with the the psychological impact, as Chris mentioned, of this whole process, but it came out of nowhere. I was feeling fine. I was, um, I had no reason to think anything was wrong. Um, I was laying in bed and was feeling on my stomach, and everywhere in my stomach was squishy, except the lower abdomen, I felt something that felt hard. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's weird. What could that be? So wait a second. So you were feeling good. You were feeling healthy. I was backpacking the Tahoe Rim Trail literally the weekend before I found and, something. And like, but why were you feeling your, your, your stomach? Was there a pain or something? No, no pain. You just Nothing. happened to be there. My hand, because your <laughs> arms just like are it that It was way. just like right there. I was like, huh, I've never noticed that thing there before. Was really? Like, it yeah. was a complete accident. Uh-huh. And um, I thought, oh, maybe I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, been married for a year. We had pulled the goalie. So we thought maybe we'll get pregnant. But mm-hmm. I wasn't actively trying. And I'd never been pregnant. So maybe that's what that, that was sensation that. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually got a home pregnancy test and peed on it mm-hmm. and I was pregnant. Okay. Whoa. Score. All right. So you're like, okay, that was what that is. I'm okay, pregnant. Yeah. I'm pregnant. Maybe that's what happens when you <laughs> uh-huh. get pregnant. And then I uh, called my doctor and made an appointment for a Monday. Um, and then I had a miscarriage that weekend. So I thought, okay, that bump, that sensation will go away. Mm-hmm. And then a week went by and it was still there. Mm-hmm. So... I was like, well, that's odd. So I called my doctor again and said, actually, I think I need to see you. I think I might have like a fibroid or a hernia or something. And I went in there and she felt it. She said, that's not a hernia. Um, Let's just do some lab work and let's get an ultrasound. And so I did both of those things. Again, assuming nothing was wrong. Thought maybe I had a fibroid. And then I got a call from her saying, "You you have a mass off one of her ovaries. It's very common to have cysts. It's probably nothing. Probably nothing to worry about, yeah. Um, but we don't know for sure. So I want to refer you to gynecologic oncologist, mm-hmm. which in hindsight was an incredibly wonderful thing to do because most women in this circumstance would not be referred to a gynecologic oncologist, and it potentially saved my life that she did that. Um, I met with the gynecologic oncologist, uh, I think two weeks later and there was a cancellation. So I had surgery within three days, which again is very rare. Um, and they took out a tumor the size of a butternut squash. Um, and it ended up having a frozen section happening during the surgery where they take part of it to see, is this cancer? Is it not? Mm -hmm. And so the results of that were that it was benign. It was not cancer. So I woke up from surgery, just relieved. Mm -hmm. I don't have cancer. I lost an ovary. No big deal. I'll recover. And then I'll have one ovary left over and my life can continue. Um, and then I went for the post-op appointment assuming he was just going to look at my incision and tell me I was healing and I would go along my way. I had lunch plans that day with some of my friends. Um, but instead of doing that, he told me that the final pathology result was not benign, that I had uh, what's called mucinous ovarian cancer, which has some pros and cons. One of the cons is that it's super, super rare, so there's no data 
at all mm -hmm. on what to do and what the survival rates are, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. That's the start of my story. And then you were in it. Yeah. And then I became a cancer patient. It hit my mom a lot worse than me. She started to pass out, so they actually kicked me off the exam table, put her on it so that they could invert her. And, Whoa. You know. Right. Yeah. We'll make fun of her for the rest of our lives. Yeah. She had to make it about her, is what yeah. I like to say. Yeah. So, like you, I was healthy. Yeah. Um, in fact, I mean, I still have a pretty vivid memory. I was riding, Chris and I were riding in Moab. Well, the first time I was riding in Moab was right before I was diagnosed. How old were you? I was 41. 41. And, uh, I mean, I'm riding, you know, slick rock and porcupine rim and all that. I'm fit. I'm strong. And, uh, yeah, I was just great. And then I come back from that. Uh, and I was riding up Kings Mountain, and I'm like, you know, I just don't quite feel right. Just, you know, just didn't quite feel right. And then uh, the next day, it, it it just felt like somebody kicked me in the nuts, mm. you know, and I just didn't feel right. So we went into the doctor, I went into the ER, and uh, they diagnosed me with a hernia. And they said I needed hernia surgery, and they scheduled that, and I had the hernia surgery. And they said, it'll feel like you've been kicked in the nuts for about a month, and it did. And then the month came and went, and it still hurt. still had this pain. And, uh, and in your head, were you worried? Um, well, I, you know, I kept going back. I'm like, you know, what's, you know, why is it going? And they, they kept giving me more drugs, pain management drugs. Yeah. More pain management drugs, more pain management drugs. And that went on for about two months. And then my leg swelled up because the tumor had finally gotten big enough to cut the vein that comes out of my leg. And so my leg jumped <laughs> like a balloon. Had they not done any imaging on you? No, okay. they didn't. And you know, the, the thing that I look back on is when the surgeon was done with the hernia surgery, yeah. he said he was surprised at how small the hernia was. Now, I don't know if that means I didn't have a hernia or if I didn't, it was very small, but you know, it wasn't enough to send off any, any flags. Um, so when my legs swelled up, they admitted me to the hospital, then they did imaging, and then they came back and said, you know, you've got a big mass in here about the size of a, of a baseball. And so that was, that was my diagnosis. Again, from health to, to you know, just boom, within, within a very short period of time. So that's... Let's, that, let's let that be chapter one, and let's stop this and see if it's working. Okay, good idea.